Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2020. This is Sanjay talking about Step 11. Good afternoon, everybody. My name's Sanjay. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hi, Sanjay. I want to thank the committee for asking me to um, do my primary purpose, which is to carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers, Tradition 5 and Step 12. And um, all the volunteers that put this together doesn't happen by accident. Yeah, thank you for your service. Right. Um, yeah, 20 minutes from step 11, but just just recap briefly. You know, uh, I didn't just turn up in AA 15 years ago, and I wanted to come here. What I choose to call God, and we'll talk about step 11, which is accessing that power source. See, I came in. I thought I just had a problem 15 years ago this week. On January the 13th, 2005, <clears throat> I was admitted to a psychiatric unit of the Priory Hospital in North London from a disease I didn't know I had. I was on the back of a suicide attempt. Um, I should have gone in before Christmas when the psychiatrist, Dr. Brenner, said, you need to come in straight away. But I had things to do. <laughs> and, and which was that Christmas, New Year, I went on a bender, right? And... Um, and I remember telling people when I was getting drunk that I'm going to rehab next week. <laughs> so there's a part of me that knew I needed this. So I'm so glad that that part got me to drive to that rehab myself. And, and I entered it. And, <clears throat> and they told me really on those certain terms that I was in big trouble. You know, and what I can say is that, and this is the platform for my all my recovery since then is that I'd hit bottom. You know, and we are, we're people from different backgrounds, different social backgrounds, economic and everything else, but I hit this internal bottom in here. It's not about the externals and where you're from, whatever. It was in here. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Alcohol and drugs hadn't worked for a number of years, but I went back to it. So I was in suicidal ideation after the end of my sprees and my family didn't want to know me. I was spiritually, morally, financially, physically, mentally, morally bankrupt, gone as a human being and human concern. I hit bottom. Great place to be because I can now be built up. Retort, have an open mind, get honest. What happened for me was this beautiful thing called identification. When it was mandatory for me to go to the meetings in the art block of that rehab, and somebody said, listen to similarities and not differences, and I identify with your drinking, your thinking, and your behavior. In the third week of that rehab, I asked a guy, Joel, to be my sponsor, and he said to me, have you had enough? Are you willing to go to any lengths for victory over alcoholism? I said, yes and yes. Great, bring your big book, come to my house, and we're going to start the work. <coughs> you know, we commenced this work. You know, the first 60-odd pages really asked that one question of me, do I lose power, choice, and control? And the big book comes with it many ways because I have no mental defense. So what I need is power. They made it unequivocally about spirituality and God and the power behind that. I'm glad these guys were all inspired by some uh, well-known American speakers that came to a convention in 2004. So it was all big book orientated. And um, I'm grateful because that foundation means I'm talking to you 15 years later with a beautiful way of life. Now, what happened for me, my awakening happened 
in April the 3rd, but the obsession was removed fairly quickly. And God did that for me. And I, um, but I had to do the work. It's not about just, you know, there's a whole chapter called, what? Into action. Practical action that I had to do. First one made the third step prayer. This is about step 11. Step 11, essentially, and this is what I picked up from my experience being around a bit, it's just a continuation of step step three. Because I made a decision to turn my life over. Despite my head at the time, which is still saying, I don't really believe in God, because I came with nothing, no religion, no spirituality, no God, no nothing. A lot of opinions, but no experience. And... um, but it was attractive what you had. And, and so I got on my knees, right, with Joel, and I made that, made that third step prayer. <clears throat> so we get to step at four through to nine, I unblock myself. I have my awakening. I make my amends, repair. Step 10, I do a daily spot check. And we come to step 11. I love the fact what it says in here, and I'm going to actually read what it says about step 11. It's page 86, 87. So it says, when we retire at night, review our day, we're being resentful, selfish, dishonest, afraid, do we own apology? And then on awakening, right? So it's really the bookends of that. But on the next page, on the other page, it talks about, in terms of meditation and prayer, because I came in that first year, the only thing I was doing around meditation and prayer, to be perfectly honest and truthful, was the serenity prayer. The third step prayer, the step 11 in prayer, which is in the uh, 12 and 12. And I was doing about 10 seconds in the shower before going out. That was brutal, honest truth. And I was running rough around six, seven, eight, nine months. And I remember remember saying to me, how much time did you spend with God this week when I was pissing and moaning? Oh, I pray in the shower. Not good. (laughs) Not good enough. What does the book say? Open up page 86, 87. What does it say? You know, this is where we get in step 11. This is the, 10, 11 and 12 is the continuance part that AA gets from the Oxford group. The Oxford group has a beautiful thing called quiet time. See, I don't know about you, but I have this head that gets on as soon as I wake up. It's on. And it's fear, and it's resentment, and it's uh, if he did that, then it's like, uh, and I'm just quiet. Just get quiet, right? I find it really hard to. Years and years ago, that's where drinking drugs used to work, and they don't anymore. You know, inherently, because I'm disconnected. So what I need is connection with the higher power. And so my practice evolved. It says, you know, go and see where religious people are right. See, make use of what they offer. You know, and then I started to get into some meditation techniques and prayer techniques and yoga and other things. And that really enhanced my spiritual life. And it's as simple for me as going from 10 or 20 seconds in the shower to, okay, I can do three minutes. It could be nine. And it could be 10. And I think one speaker talks about on the tape, why don't you do one minute for every hour of the day? 24 minutes. 
not too hard, but it is hard for me. Because this is practice and discipline, right? See, what do I need? I need power. And that's not talking to my sponsor first thing in the morning and, you know, getting... God talks through him, yes. He'll put me back onto the right tracks. He'll say, this is my experience. This is, and what does a book say? But I have to do the work. It's not just, you know, praying to God and waiting for... No, I've got to do some practical actions. So I've learned a few things around Step 11 over the years now um, through other sources, right? Um, breath. Real deep breathing in the morning. Real quiet time. You know, and I do spend, I spent this morning at least 45 minutes praying. To a God I didn't even really believe in 15 years ago. or never had a concept of. You know, my experience has been that um, when I um, when I when I really did this stuff, my day got on pretty well. You know, and I'm not consumed by my my selfish motives and and getting in the car and then getting cut up and then giving the all that stuff. You know, I'm I'm actually quite centered. You know, because for years and years and years and years in this illness. What am I? What the book tells me right from the get-go. I'm irritable. I'm restless. And I'm discontent. What does discontent mean? I'm never happy. doesn't matter. You could give me $1,000. I'll say, why don't you give me two? (laughs) Seriously. Restless. And I I noticed this because I've been around a few years now and I've noticed this at my home group. Thank you. And... um, I used to come in, I used to be one of those, my leg would shake. My leg wouldn't stop shaking. I notice that when I see newcomers now, and I go, mate, I've been there. Because that's my head going off, right? It's a physical out thing. That's the restlessness part. Irritable, I was easily annoyed. Easily annoyed. See, drink worked at 15 when I took that first drink, right? It gave me that ease and comfort. And I knew where my dad trained, because my life has been dominated by alcoholism. Through my dad, through my family, disease. And then I realised why at 15 I drank, uh, why dad drank, and um, it worked until it didn't. But very quickly I was bodily, mentally different from my fellows, and I used to get people saying to me, what's wrong with you? You're mad. I used to take that as a bandage of honour. And I ran my own race. All on self-will. Selfishness, self-sufficiency, but more importantly, guess what used to happen? Self-destruction, self-sabotage. Put it all down on me. I was in that cycle of alcoholism, cycle of addiction. I had no power. I had no power to change. You know, because I was never open, never honest, never willing to do anything you know I used to go and see those counsellors and psychiatrists they meant well they tried but I was never honest with them you know for the first time in my life when I came here and I heard this identification and they told me you've got to be honest because in you know I was never I'm I'm a sneaky easier softer person right and um, to the outside world I want to present something completely different but inside who I really am you're not going to get to know but through the steps, 
<clears throat> I had to get honest with another person and with you, my fellows in my home group and certain people that were closest to me. Just, you know, we had a bit of a running crew around and I've got to say, there's still eight, nine of us from that original home group. And we're all 15 years, 14, 15 years. And it's amazing because we've got to thank those people that gave the message out of the big book. You know, and, um, and I want to acknowledge as well, because I'm here in Australia now for the last 13 years of my recovery. I've grown up here. My, my men's group, Steve's part of it, and there's a couple of others around. You know, we're very focused on the program recovery from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We get 80, 90 men tonight, and they've, they've helped me grow. They're my brothers in arms now, and, um, you know, when life's come at me, and I'm going to say this, <coughs> I didn't come into Alcoholics Anonymous and everything's going to be rosy from that first spiritual experience. It hasn't been. I've had some really good stuff happen. I moved to Australia, as I said, and got married. Had a daughter born in 2009, but God, in infinite wisdom, took things away from me. My marriage ended. My daughter was in the state for a few years. But guess what happened from that? What happened from that was that I was <laughs> in the pain again. And this is where all growth comes from. That touchstone of pain enabled me to go, do you know what? I can wallow in this self-pity and whatever. Well, I had a good sponsor from my group. Mark and Mark goes, yeah, it happened to me at 13 years. This is what I did, and I took some direction, and I got back to basics with the work. I started helping more newcomers through the big book. I went to conventions up and down Australia. That's why I know a lot of people now. You know, I've been to America. Me and Di was in Fellowship with the Spirit back in 2015. Went to Atlanta. I think what happened to me was God was going, Do you know what? I've got this covered. Go and help my kids. Because what does it say in page 663? I'm his agent. I'm an agent for God's message today. It's not about me. It was, it's never about me now. I've got to get out of the way and carry this so that I can have peace of mind. So I can be spiritually fit. And then I can deal with stuff out there for the next 23 hours, right? That's why I pray and meditate each morning to a power source, you know, and... Um, AA is all about God, or whatever you choose to call it, and spirituality and the power behind that. Because lack of power is my dilemma. Thank you. See, and I can easily equate that because I was just saying at lunch to somebody, I used to drink for 20 odd years, and I don't, excuse me, I don't anymore. What happened? See, my family think I went to rehab for 28 days and they did some magic potion in there. <laughs> they don't know how much hard work and discipline and dedication that I've given to my recovery. Why? Because I don't want to die. This is literally about life and death. And when, what AA is asking really for me to do, and I heard it on a tape years ago, it's asking me to give you my life. And guess what? I'm happy to do so. I'm happy to be devoted to AA, Alcoholics Anonymous and the spiritual way of living. Because I am now useful. It's given me a life I should never really have. And I'm not talking about the externals. I live in a nice apartment in Williamstown and I've got a daughter. No, it's not about all that stuff. And it's, not. it's about that peace of mind and contentedness on the inside. What do I have to do each day and morning? I have to tap into that power source. This year I'll turn 50 in May. 
didn't even think I was going to get to 50. For myself, I'm going to go and do five weeks of real deep spiritual work of teacher training for yoga and meditation. So I can be useful in another area. Not just in my AA community, but other communities. Because guess what? Step 12 says it. Having had a spiritual awakening, result, which is practice print with all my affairs at work, at home, in the community. What I'm going to finish on, because it's pertinent, and this guy had also, he's not part of AA, but he was a saint. We're going to do the step 11 prayer. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there, that where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. Thank you. Information about the Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available at stepsweekend.com dot aagroup.org.au